0: Okay, good evening everybody. We are continuing on the uh, first part over here, Yusodos HaMetzius, the Dori Yusborach Shmo, analyzing some of the foundations of belief regarding Hashem. And tonight we get into some very esoteric ideas. Says the Ramchal, this is Os Gimel. Od Sarech Sheyedo. We have to know that Hashem, right, the first cause of everything, he named The existence of Hashem is imperative; it must be. It is impossible without the existence of Hashem, meaning that we could ask regarding anything else in the physical world, or even the spiritual world, why is this here? Why do we need, uh, why do we need oxygen? Why did Hashem create us, or life in general, in a way that requires oxygen? Why are there ten madregas of molachim? Why do we need madrega number seven? Right? What purpose do they serve? These are all valid questions. To ask the question, Why is Hashem here? That's an invalid question. This is what the Ramchal means. This is true. This is reality. Now, this is a very lofty idea, but just to at least understand it structurally, that's our perception of Hashem. Hashem is truth. Everything else doesn't really have to be here. And therefore, it's a valid question to explore. Why is it here? What is the Remiz? What is the symbolism? What can we learn from it? But Hashem is here because Hashem is reality. O Zdalet. O And we'll see at the end, once we finish the chapter, a brief sikum of all the different points here of belief. Furthermore, we have to know, Shem Etziyusa Shmo, that the reality of Hashem, the existence of Hashem, Eino toloi bezuloso klal is totally independent. It is not based on anything outside or external. Ele me hu mochruch ha From within, me atzmo, from Hashem Himself, that metziyos, that existence needs to be. But it's not based on the, the pre-existing factor or external... Uh, uh, dimension of anything else in the universe. In contrast to the world of the Nivra, right, the world of that which is created, so our existence by definition is dependent. We're only here because of the Mitzis of akadash and Hashem's willing us into existence. Right, a good example would be If you have, uh, nowadays, you walk into a hotel room, and everything is automatic. It's all electrical. So you walk in, the lights go on, the fan starts turning, the the music starts playing. So there's so many different things happening in this one hotel room. But everything is only powered by the chashmal, by electricity. If you were to have a blackout, and there would be no electricity here in this room, then all of these wonderful tools and the AC and the music and the lighting, they wouldn't function. They would be ki'ilu, they were, they were dead. So just like, just like something powered from electricity, and that's really the existence of everything else in the universe, both in this realm of existence or any other of the olomos out there. Everything is dependent on the existence and the rotson habore. Hashem is the only thing that we could say is totally independent. In that way, this might explain, refer to Hashem as being high. Hashem is alive. And we have many different uh, examples where we praise Hashem for being alive, which superficially is very strange. To say that Hashem is the kol yachol, Hashem can do anything, Hashem is eternal, and these are all qualities that are very unique to Hashem. But kel chai, Hashem is alive, we're also alive. So I think based on this hashkofo that we find in the Ramchal and we find in the Rambam and many other sources, Hashem is alive in a whole different way because the, 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 the reality of Hashem is totally independent. None of us here or nothing else in the Bria is alive to that same Madrego. That's Kelchai. Yes? That, that almost sounds like, in other words, I, I thought the direction of the paragraph was, going to take was proving Hashem's existence. No, Sir. Mohammed is very, very clear that his point here is Lo narich ato He's not going to spend any time getting into the the Chakira aspect or the, the logical Foundation for why we believe this. Meaning he's, meaning, he's coming to this paragraph saying we know there is Hashem. In other words, not that he's. One hundred percent. Here was to prove there is an Amish term. That is not, not is the Hashem, not, not the, the goal of of Darach Hashem. He says over here, right, introducing these these uh, these osios. hakdomos laamitas <inaudible> un hadavar I am just organizing what we know is true. <clears throat> They're just giving us the appreciation of this is the Hebrew story not that improved. Exactly. So though we said before, we have no hasaga, we have no comprehension of Hashem uh, in his essence, but these are some of the guidelines of our belief. Okay, let's do uh, Oshe, and this is going to get even more deep and more esoteric. furthermore, we have to know. Shmo poshet Hashem's existence is poshut. Not that he exists, but the existence of Hashem is simple. B'li There is no uh, combination of different components or, or factors. There's just the pashtus, the simplicity of that truth. The ha kulam nimzoim bo Now obviously when Rimchal says poshet, like the Rambam as well, it doesn't mean simple uh, in contrast to elaborate or complex. it means it's just, it is. There are no components or factors or variables or parts that work together to create a whole. Hashem's existence is shleimus. Peirushi explains, Ki hinei b'nefesh kochos rabbim. In the Nefesh, or maybe we'll translate it as the mind of a human being, you'll find many different powers. And they're all shonim kol echad mehem geder atzmo. They're different, and each, each power has its own place. So for example, Derech Mashal. Hazikoron koach echad. There's a place for memory. V'haratzon koach acher. And there's a place for desire. V'hadimyon koach acher. And there's a different part of the mind or the brain that is the source of imagination. And they're all separate. They don't really interact with each other. Right? So, Loa is someone who is experiencing the first stages of dementia. They could lack certain qualities. Right? Their long-term memory might be very good, but their short-term memory could be shut. And right? a person could lose a chalila, the, the ability to speak, but he can still hear, and he can still function in other ways. Geder hazikaron, geder echad, geder ha-ratzom, geder acher. Right, you have the memory, you have the the desire. Geder ha-ratzom, nichnas, begeder zikaron. That is how the human mind is made up. Obviously, it's extremely elaborate, but everything has its place, and they work together, but they're separate components. But when we speak of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, there are not different forces or different parts to Hashem. There are no different midos. Right, this gets a little bit tricky. The Yod Gimel Nidos HaRachamim. they're not separate. Even though, in our perception, right, we could say this is a Mid of Rachamim, this is a Mid of Chesed, but intrinsically, they don't have different components. What's that? That's what the world described last week. When we talk about the Yod Gimel Nidos, it's our ability to be able to connect Hashem with Exactly. It's our perception of Hashem's Hanhagah with us. They're very close to Hashem compared to... So, but the truth is, that we're going to see throughout this whole paragraph, whenever we speak about something being separate than Hashem, we're getting this close to heresy. Absolutely. Right? So I have here an interesting example of that. But Let's go a little bit further. Obviously, when we speak in terms of Hashem's interaction with humanity and the world... We speak using the words Hashem's desire or Hashem's wisdom, v'hu Vuhu, or Hashem's capacity, Vuhu Sholem, Hashem's wholeness, Bahola Schlamus Hu inyan but the truth of the existence of Hashem is one Shikol Bamitaso Ugedero and Yano. Everything is one. And whenever we speak about Hashem's will, Hashem's communication, Hashem's anger, metaphorically, this is only heter halashen. Basically, we're using words, because that's all we have. So when you say Hashem, or the Elohim, and so how do you differentiate that? Oh, that's right. Great question. We know different Shemus of Hashem. In contrast to the uh, Biblical criticism that obviously there were different authors, <laughs> we know that different Shemas of Hashem have different connotations. Yudke Vavke is Rachamim and Chesed and Alokim is Din. But again, based on this overall Hashkafa, it's not that it's a different element of Hashem, it's the Hanhaga, the interaction with us, the way we're perceiving it, is Din or Rachamim. But such time that Hashem is within because of our actions, but Hashem, there's judgment. And there's there's, there's not. So I mean, all of this is totally lamala misichlenu, as he's about to say. But at least structurally, it's not that Hashem is changing his mind, and Hashem has different moods. You know, when you read, there are many, many Chazal and Rashi's that seem to be saying that. Right, that that through the tefillah, Hashem went from the Midas Hadin to the Midas Arachamim, but it's not philosophically that Hashem is, now he's angry, a little bit upset, you know, he has a short fuse, but now after the the, the davening, it was a good tefillah, okay, you know what? You're a sweet guy. I'm not going to kill you, right? It's not that Hashem is changing. Shinui itself, by definition, is only possible by something that's finite. The Rambam writes this. So I think the most Poshib shot here is that it's really the interaction, the hanhaga that we experience, it's our perception of what's happening. But hopefully we're going to get more into Din and Chesed as we go on. I just want to finish up this paragraph, and I want to end with a Kabbalistic idea. So when we say that Hashem is Shlemus, it doesn't mean that he has all of the Gute Zachin. Hashem has all the good Midos. Hashem has nothing. Everything is Hashem. There's not a Midav Rachamim, a Midav Chesed. Anything Hashem, quote-unquote, has is part and parcel of Hashem. mitzad mitas kol now, if you're not fully understanding this, you're in good company. The Ramchal himself didn't fully understand this, as we're going to see next time. Now, if I was a betting man, he probably understood it a lot more than we do, <laughs> right? But, but these are really just words describing a very vague image. For example, the reason why many were against the study of Kabbalah for lay people, um, and they still are, is because there are so many things we find in Kabbalistic literature in the Zohar that almost seem to be machalik, right? Making these divisions within Hashem. So the classic example would be, L'Shem Yichud Kud B'Richu Shechinte We say in order to unify HaKadosh Baruch Hu with His Shechina. And right, there, there is so much in Kabbalistic literature without a misorah, without a real hadracha, that could be pushing one towards a, a, a view of Hashem that is mamish apikorsus, bordering on a vota Right, So the remchal is telling us we have to be very careful part of the kavanah of Hashem Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad is not just that Hashem is one quantitatively and not two or three or eighteen, but the essence of Hashem is one. There's a shleimus, there's an Achdos, it's, it's a Pashtus, something that's beyond words. We'll continue next time.